Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. This is Scoops with Danny Mac, the podcast, powered by I Promise. Now, here's Danny Mac. Friday edition of Scoops with Danny Mac. My guest will be Martin Kilcoin from Fox Channel 2. He is always a lot of fun to visit with. He is the sports director at Channel 2. And I got a little news with Fox Channel 2 coming up, and I'll get to that in a moment. But, hey, we got baseball movement. Baseball movement. I love it. Tanner, we have baseball movement. Yes. Finally. Just as we talked yesterday about it being a long poker yes. game, a poker game, just someone just went all in. Well, we knew that this was going to happen one way or another. We didn't know if it was going to happen in the off season or right before spring training or in spring training or before the first pitch. But we knew that Francisco Lindor was on the move. Now, the question would be, is this good for baseball? Meaning the rich are getting richer. And I mean the rich. Mr. Cohen is rich. He's got a lot of money, and the Mets are going to have a team that is loaded, and they are now, and we're going to talk about that in a moment. But my point is, is this good for baseball because the Cleveland Indians, if you look at what they've done now the last couple of years, Bauer gone, Clevenger gone, and now Francisco Lindor gone. Man, if you're in the NFL, you're the NHL, you're the NBA, your players and your owners essentially are partners. Major League Baseball, that's not the case. And so Cleveland is dumping salary. You know, you look at Tampa Bay, they dump Snell. Now, their their business model is different, and they've found out a way to make it work. They went to the World Series. But it, it's very, the margins are so, so tight to make it work. And you got to have a little luck, I guess. Their business model works in how they look at analytics you know, they, they went out and, and found some guys that they felt through their analytics worked, and it did. And they got to the World Series. But typically speaking, you don't want to trade Snell, who was two years ago a Cy Young Award winner, and his contract was very favorable. You don't want to trade that guy. But they did. Lindor, you'd love to keep him. He's not a bad apple. It's not like, hey, we're getting rid of a guy that's just a bad guy, and we don't want to pay him. He's going to probably get over $20 million in arbitration. That's a guy you lock up. He's a face of a franchise for another decade at least. You'd love to see him finish his career with an Indians jersey and finish in that city. So you wake up this morning, you're a Cleveland Indians fan, and you're thinking, okay, here we go. It's another kick in the gut. Clevenger's gone. Bauer's gone. Now Lindor is gone. That is tough, and that's not good for the sport, I don't think. I agree. Uh, you look at it, and the Indians are basically a minor league team for your big market clubs. And the problem now with COVID is that if you're trading these guys, it, some of these are, are salary dumps. You know, when you look at um, the other day, what happened with you, Darvish, and again, some of the prospects that the Cubs got back may be very good, but they're not going to be good this year on the major league club. Davies could be. I mean, Davies might win you 10 games, but at the trade deadline, you may flip him again. Now, if you're a Cubs fan, you may be saying, hey, you Darvish is 35 years old and they got rid of $60 million. I get it. But he was second in the Cy Young Award. 
in a bad division this year in the NL Central. It's not going to be highly competitive in terms of some team going out and winning 100 games. You keep you Darvish, and he has the type of year that he had last year. Hey, you might win the division. You just lessened your chance to win the division. And the prospects that they got back are not major league guys this year, probably not next year. So you're building for the future. I'm not sure this is good for baseball. It's good if you're a Mets fan, you just load it up. So they picked up Francisco Lindor. The Mets acquire the all-star shortstop. They get also Carlos Carrasco. Hey, don't don't overlook that addition, too. He's awfully good, and they get cost control with him. In exchange for infielder Andres Jimenez, infielder Ahmed Rosario, right-handed pitcher Josh Wolf, number nine prospect in the system. It that wasn't like their number one or number two or number three. It wasn't top five. And also Isaiah Green, number 10 prospect in their system. Lindor last year hit 236. Um, 258 uh, or 236 at bats batted 258 that doesn't matter had eight home runs 27 rbis on base percentage was 335 slugged 415 ops is 750 six years as a pro uh his average of home runs 29 driven in 86 that's been his average as a six-year pro from the shortstop posi- uh, position carrasco the 2020 comeback player of the year Three years of team control. Pretty good deal if you're a Mets fan. Pretty good deal because your owner has got so much money. And it shouldn't be a problem to say, hey, if you're a $300 million guy like Mookie Betts was, no problem. You can re-sign him. So the question will be whether or not Lindor feels comfortable there. You've got a huge shortstop class coming up. So the question will be, and if I'm his representation, I'm saying, are you comfortable in New York? And if the answer is yes, pen to paper. We'll figure it out. Because I don't think you want to worry about the pending CBA and going into a free agency class and what that looks like going into next offseason. If you're comfortable, let's figure it out. Let's become a Met for life. And that'll be the question. Yeah, I I find it, even if he's uncomfortable, I wonder if he still would sign a contract extension. Just because you look at the market, how it's played out this year, and what it's going to be like next year. Player, I think if you're a player like Lindor, you would say, okay, I somewhat enjoy my time here in New York. We're going to be competitive for the next couple of years. Absolutely. Give me pen to paper because I don't know what my market value is next year. Because look at George Springer. We thought this guy's a $300 million guy for sure. Now we're looking at it, and there's a report out the other day that I think the Blue Jays offered him $250 million. President of Baseball Operations for the Mets, Sandy Alderson. Well, look, we've had one conversation with him and no conversations with his agent. So... You know, we acquired Francisco because of his present ability and the possibility that he could be a Met long term. There's no guarantee of that. Uh, It's something that we will approach, um, you know, in the next few weeks. But at this point, you know, we felt comfortable giving up the group of players we did for both Lindor and Carrasco, recognizing that, you know, Lindor is only under contract for one year and Carrasco for two plus an option. So we gave up a lot of control for um, short-term control. But I think we're comfortable with that and, um, and and what we might be able to do going forward. This reminded me a lot of 1998. One Mark McGuire, 2000 Jim Edmonds, Scott Rowland. List goes on and on. Matt Holliday, Paul Goldschmidt. Um, you, you take the chance of getting that guy and bringing him in. Now, if you're in New York, boy, you've just stolen the headlines from your rival 
the Yankees. The Yankees right now are focused on DJ LeMahieu. They still haven't gotten him. But you just got the big fish. You got Lindor. Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Looking back to the uh, you know Lakers and the uh, Magic Johnson days, he's really like the uh, Magic Johnson of baseball. Just always, you know, uh, that infectious personality. Always smiling, laughing, bugacious uh, with the uh, reporters and fans. Uh, fun guy to be around. So you know, there's not too many players in baseball. They actually pay to see play, but he'd be one of them. And uh, certainly, I mean, he's very talented, but he's got that charisma, too, where I think he'd be a, a huge, huge fan favorite. I mean, he could be like the, uh, you know, Derek Jeter of, of, of the Yankees back in, in, in those days where he, you know, dominates. He's the number one baseball player in town. Well, the Mets last year, they finished 26-34, and 34, fourth in the East, nine games back from the Braves, three games back for the la- uh, last wild card spot. So this really does change everything, and they're probably one move away, one more move away. I love listening to a former GM, Jim Bowden, who's now in the media. I actually did some games with Jim Bowden on ESPN. He's now working for MLB Network Radio. So they've got one more move to make, um, and they can make a move and still fit under that $210 million level they want to fit under. Um, and I think the right answer there is going to be George Springer. I think the hard part is going to be getting a deal done that's structured properly to get it under there. Um, obviously, Springer's wanted $150 million. He's not going to get that. He's going to be closer to the 115 to 120 range when it's all said and done. Uh, over a five-year period, but you know, is there a way to spread it over six years and get the AV down to be able to make all, all the uh, I's and, and T's work here for Sandy Alderson? But I don't think there's any doubt they're still the front runners for Springer. Toronto's in the mix, but I, I think I think the Mets' next play is going to be Springer, and I think it should be. I, I think he solves center field for them. He gives them another power bat in that lineup with Alonzo and Conforto. It sets up Lindor, Nimmo, and McNeil to live up to their potential. Um, it doesn't cost you any more prospects. It costs you one player. And, and how's that for an offseason? If you can add Springer to Lindor, Carrasco, May, McCann. I mean, all of a sudden, you've taken your team, and now you're a serious threat for the division or a serious threat for the wild card, and you're a potential World Series contender, especially if Syndergaard comes back in the second half. So I think I think the Lindor-Carrasco deal kind of shifts your, your focus from Bauer to, to Springer for me. Wow. That's a hell of an offseason. Yeah. <laughs> when no one else is really doing anything and you do that. And remember when Cohen took over the Mets, everybody said like the next day, well, go out, start spraying, you know, start spending the money, get springers, do this, do that. Well, they waited a little bit, took their time. Now they got the big fish and now they may get another. That's pretty good. You know, it's hard to imagine this, but think back at recent years a lot of teams that do spend though have had trouble winning for sure so i mean you look at that and go lindor springer you go no there's no way they'll they'll win for sure i'm kind of curious though what in a market like that you start to compile losses and lag behind it it could become a nightmare scenario pretty quickly yeah it doesn't always work that's there's there's no question it doesn't always work but you you get your fan interest you get excitement um those are two really good players though that you get in lindor carrasco and if you get springer springer's a really good player um and and you build the excitement you're building around alonzo you got young players i love mcneil um i i just you're right it's on paper it's awfully good and it doesn't always come together but you've built a nucleus that you would think 
hey, we got a shot. And by the way, when you have that kind of money, if it doesn't always work, fine. Get rid of some of those guys, eat the money, and go go try again. And that's what he could do. That's the thing you could do. And here's the other thing. He's going to build up a farm system more than likely as well. It, it, if you have that kind of money and sign, as Jim Bowden just said, with Springer, it doesn't cost you players. You're going out and just spending the money. So if it doesn't work, it's money. It's not players. This one with Lindor was players, but it wasn't even top five prospects. So that's something to keep in mind. Something to keep in mind. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. Friday edition on 101 Dan McLaughlin with you, and this is Scoops with Danny Mack, and we have the chance to visit with the sports director, friend of the show, Martin Kilcoin. He's always instant offense. Love having Martin on the show, whether it's an impersonation or just talking a little sports when we have sports. Martin, great to visit with you. What's going on? Dan, good to talk to you. Are you wearing a Steve Largent jersey, Russell Wilson? What Seattle gear does Danny Mack have on today? You know we've got the game tomorrow where you're home with the Seahawks. Rams, Seahawks, 340 kickoff Saturday on Fox 2. And uh, I bet you'll be pulling for those Hawks. Well, I, I had to bring them up because it is a <laughs> uh, it is kind of an anniversary of sorts because the Rams, the St. Louis Rams, this date in 2005, win their last playoff game as the St. Louis Rams, and they did it in Seattle. Seattle, yeah. Seattle. I, you were covering that Sam, game. I, I I don't think I was at the game, but I remember it. It was The weird thing is it was on like ESPN, ABC, so it was like a Joe Theismann game. And that year the Rams weren't very good, but they got in at 8-8. Eight and eight. And I just remember watching the broadcast, and it will remind you, and you probably experienced this being – the Cardinals announcer, but sometimes the national guys will do a game and they'll start talking about themes and narratives. And you're like, that's not true at all. It's like, no. And, and they would be saying things like, well, this Rams team has really been humming this year. And you're like, no, they actually struggled. They got in at eight and eight, but they won that game. Bolger had a good game. Cam Cleland, the tight end, I believe caught a touchdown or maybe even two. And people were like, man, maybe the Rams, maybe this special group has got a little more, run maybe one more good run in them and then the next week they just got annihilated by michael vick and the falcons but uh that was a fun one i think they beat seattle three times that year uh, twice in the regular season then that playoff game it feels like yesterday dan but now you're here to tell me that that was 16 years ago 16 years ago i i oh wanted to God. i wanted to get you on because there's a couple things um tory holt now a finalist for uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which would put then another guy for the greatest uh, from the greatest show on turf potentially into the Hall of Fame. And the other thing that I think is cool is that you're working with Orlando Pace and and trying to I don't want to say coach him with media, but you you guys are doing a podcast together. You you've had him on the TV side trying to work with that. Um, he wants to get in the media. What what has that been like working with the Big O and, and trying? And he's, he lives right here in St. Louis, the Hall of Famer. He wants to get in the media side, and it, it ties into the Rams and, and working with, you know, just the, our side of the business. What What's that been like working with the Big O, and now you're seeing all these guys kind of venture out into different parts of our business? What's that been like? Yeah, well, Orlando, first of all, living here, it's a great thing because I mean, Aeneas Williams, Hall of Famer, Orlando, for sure, big piece, greatest show on turf, was here for the Super Bowl win, raising his kids here, 
a uh, really good football player. His son had a great season at MICDS, a pretty good basketball player, I believe, as well. Um, but what you see with him, like when you see him on TV, he's kind of always laughing. He really is the big guy. And now, Jolly sounds like I'm 80, but he is kind of a jolly guy. Laughs a lot, which is fun during the interviews if we have his teammates on. But part of it, he and I were talking about just getting him out there a little bit. And once a week, and it's on scoopswithdannymack.com, visit with Isaac Bruce last week. And part of it was this idea, your St. Louis Rams, while there was a ton of bad years and a ton of bad teams, for a little window there, they were very good. And then on the whole, they had some really good players, as we're seeing with Canton, inducting several and considering others. And we said, there really isn't any place to go if you were a St. Louis Rams fan and you kind of want to relive some of those moments or hear from some of those players. And if we call up, we're going to have Marshall Falk on the show later today. That'll be at Scoops. Um, just kind of telling some stories, but also a little bit of current headlines. You know, O loves to talk about his Buckeyes. And last week, of all people, to sort of drop a haymaker on Dabo Sweeney, it was Isaac Bruce. And he said, man, I'll tell you, I always root against the Buckeyes. O knows that. But not this week. He said, Dabo, man. He goes, he acts like he played and started Alabama. He said, we might want to check and see if he even got a letter. I mean, he was crushing. (laughs) Isaac was crushing Dabo's. I'm like, I did not expect this. And it is sort of that classic, you know, you're sitting around the bar, maybe not with Isaac, but where these guys just kind of get some stories going. And as we roll along, you know, I mean, Orlando is in the Hall of Fame. I mean, who's to say we won't have Jim Brown on the show or Roger Staubach or some of his Canton classmates for sure eddie george heisman winner that he played with at ohio state uh it's been fun and you know think about it is i'll this happened with marshall on the tv side when he came into fox 2 and started doing shows he would say hey what do i need to do here or what would you how are we going to come out of this break he really wanted to learn to the point where he wanted to wear an earpiece so he could hear the pretty he said i want to get used to them in my ear um and i said to orlando you know what do I know? But I would say to him, think about this next time. Or It can't just be me interviewing him. I said, eventually, your part, it's me and him talking to a former teammate. And uh, he said yesterday, he said, man, I'm going to ask Marshall some questions. I said, that'll be great. He said, first thing I'm going to ask him is, when Ezekiel Elliott was out of camp, remember he was holding out right. for more money. And Rocky Arsenault, who is the agent for Marshall and Ezekiel, he let uh, ESPN or somebody know, said, oh, don't worry, Zeke's in great shape. He's down in Mexico working out with Marshall. And Orlando was laughing. He goes, I want to know what kind of workouts Marshall was doing. <laughs> he, said, he's, he said Marshall didn't even go to practice. He said, how the hell is he? Working so, him out. Yeah, so I think all these guys, you know, from over the years, when they're together, they're jabbing away. And I think that's what you'll get is a lot of personality, not only from Orlando, but also his former teammates. I wonder if Orlando would want to be a game analyst, if that was something that this would lead into – what he wants to do, whether it be at the college or on the pro setting, if that's something that he wants to get in the booth? I think he would probably, I don't know, but I would think he'd probably consider it. All these guys, at some point, the kids get older, and like, you know, I wouldn't mind doing a little of this or that. And he did some TV stuff with us a few years back. Boy, it was when the Rams were really bad. It was, the I think, the final year of Spagnolo, And he was, you know, he wasn't a real big fan of that regime. Nobody was. But when they came in, you know, they jettisoned, and some of it happens with veteran players, but they told Holt and Pace, basically, get out of here. And that was after 08. They brought in a new regime, Billy Devaney, Steve Spagnuolo, the reign of terror. And, you know, it it happens. They they move on. 
but that first year they gave or the second year they gave his number to Roger Saffold 76 and it was just sort of a bleep you like like remember they gave Tory Holt's number right. to Marty Gilliard and I was like these are things that you don't have to do that you're doing it to stick it to people and say this is our team now and I'm like when people are you know local legends there's no reason to do that so in that 2011 season, I don't know if the Rams were one in 15. I forget, but we would uh, we would be doing the show on Monday nights, and I'm like, "What do you think about that?" Oh, and he's like, "Well, you know, they're trying hard or whatever." And then every once in a while on the break, I would say, "You remember they took your jersey number away?" And he's like, "Oh, here you go." <laughs> and I, I would try and kind of poke him a little bit to get a little bit more of that, uh, a little more venom coming out of him. But why are we talking about other people's shows when? The reason I wanted to talk to you, Dan, is apparently I'm hitting leadoff now on Sunday nights. We've got some real damage yeah, in the two-hole. Yeah. This is the debut. I don't know if people have heard this. Sunday night, 1030. This is every Sunday night. It's not right. just this week. Right. It's the TV edition of Scoops with Danny Mac. Why don't you tell me what I will see as I'm taking off my makeup and tie on Sunday night? Yeah, I am uh, taking the uh, – well, that, that portion of the – the website to TV. So this Sunday, it's going to be every every Sunday night, ten thirty, Fox Two. Uh, you've been kind enough to get. You guys have been great to give me a half hour. Uh, it's been in the works for a long time, and when COVID hit, things just went nuts for everybody. Uh, we finally got together, but uh, we're going to be doing a show every. Uh, Sunday night at 10.30, the focus on this Sunday night will be hockey, and we've got Bernie Federko, we've got Chris Pronger, so a couple of Hall of Famers, we've got Bernie Miklas, and uh, we'll preview the upcoming Blues season, which I'm looking forward to uh, very, very much, just to see the Blues back on the ice and actual games being played and actual season happening. So I'm, I'm excited, Marty. Thanks for your association, your friendship, and we'll get that going this Sunday night. It'll be every Sunday night, Fox 2, 1030. Um, and I, I appreciate everything you've done for that. So I'm really looking forward to it. And I think people are going to enjoy the uh, Chris Pronger visit. Um, for fans that don't know, I don't want to give too much away, but Chris Pronger right now is out of hockey, completely out of hockey. He's not associated with the team. He's not an agent. He's not coaching individuals. He's off the ice. He's not doing anything. So it's really interesting what he's doing now with his free time, and I think people will find that interesting on Sunday night. Prongs is asked, one of my favorites. I He's the best. I asked him at one point. We were doing a segment, and I said, what about media? I said, you'd be great. Said, nope. Nope. Can't pay me enough. Can't, Can't pay, pay me, me enough. enough. Not <laughs> a chance. Not no a chance. chance. Next topic. Next topic. <laughs> well, this would be great, Dan, because you know the the empire is great. What's next? Scoops Grill, Scoops Coffee Shop. The the cottage industry is growing. I was going to say you should get some gear, but you already do. There's Scoops well, we got gear hats. Available. We got yeah, we got hats and golf shirts and that kind of thing. You know. Uh, well, this would be fun. So it'll augment what we're already doing on the sports side on Sunday nights, and then a nice half hour show to follow it up. And I think that's what you know, Kurt Kruger. Audrey Prywich, my bosses at Fox 2, love the idea of sort of continuing something local. You know, yeah. that's what we've really – that's what Fox 2's really hung their hat on, and it started when they – with the morning show because the other stations, you know, have network obligations during 7 and 9, and so Fox 2 said we're going all in on local mornings, and that is really – you know, I'm on at night, but I have to be honest, the morning show is what really has driven the station for a number of years in terms of good ratings and attention. So – Local is big. Having you on there with your, 
you know, your Cardinal connections, but I would guess, and I'm not programming the show, but once baseball gets going and it's normal, if that ever happens, it'll, it'll happen. be fun. To, I mean, you'll probably be taping a segment in San Francisco with John Miller or in oh, Milwaukee yeah. with Brian Anderson or wherever, you know, and I think the access you'll have, I think people are going to love it and have some fun with it. You got your correspondents, you got your Bernies, your Ben Freds, you got your people you can tap into. So I think it's a great time for it. I'm looking forward to it. Sunday night, Scoops with Danny Mac, the TV edition, live from the home studios. By the way, no, the, 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 the Scoops studios, I should say. Yeah, that's right. By the way, have you ever found yourself during COVID saying, what the hell am I actually going to do during sports? Like, I did for, well, for a while. Yeah. I mean, April, April and May was really brutal i mean my wife would say well it's kind of easy there's nothing going on i said no it's harder you didn't, <laughs> right you i mean what are you, you gonna talk about right you don't realize how much the day-to-day hey the cards play hey the blues play that it just drives all the conversation it gives you immediate content and i would look around and say oh man who who could i reach out today and some people would be like what is this about and i was like Oh, don't you think that'd be fun to talk about? You know, it got more featurey. Yeah. But we did some fun stuff, too. I mean, when we had Ozzy and Willie together, it was great because I just got out of the way and they yucked it up. But even with a guy like Brad Underwood from Illinois, I didn't know him that well. I mean, I still don't. But we had a really fun, like, 20, 30-minute visit. And then off Zoom, we were just talking about Ed Neely, who was this player at K-State. That I think Kusumano always said, boy, if Martin were a basketball player, he'd be Ed Neely. Because Ed Neely was this just kind of puffy and I said to Underwood, I said, God, Ed Neely looked like, you know, he drank a six-pack the night before and then went out and scored 20 against the Jayhawks. He said, oh, you're underestimating it. <laughs> I said, good. <laughs> but just, just getting the chance to do some of those longer form, that, that was the the upside early on. But right now, man, it's it's pretty busy because yep. once Slew gets going again, you got all the basketball and they're all good, and then the Blues will be playing basically every other night. Right. NFL playoffs, really the only one hanging out there is baseball. And it does baffle me. You're in the industry. I'm sure you wonder more than I do. But when are they going to roll out a plan? I mean, it's, at some point, you got to say, here's what we're doing. I think what, it'll be what, what, sooner rather than later. Because you're within about five weeks from the start of what would be a normal spring training. So it's got to happen pretty soon. Got yeah, to. I, would th- I mean, I would think so. I mean, as of now, pitchers and catchers report February 17th. That's right. still on. As of now, but I would say pitchers, catchers, and designated hitters? Question mark. Right. How can you not know that? I don't under like if I'm Mosaic or any of these executives, I'm calling the New York and Rob Manfred saying, uh, this is kind of a big deal in terms of roster construction. I mean, I that baffles me. It does. It baffles everybody, but that's what you have right now. You got two sides that there's so much distrust they can't even come up with the DH. That's right. a problem. That's a real yeah, problem. I mean, I mean the NBA finished their season and then a week later they started a new one the nhl came up with some newly aligned division said this is how we're going to do it it's 56 games that 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 so i i just think at some level mlb's got to have a plan it's yeah. just it's unbelievable that they couldn't i did hear so the blues are hoping as you get a little further into the season to get some fans in there because if you think about the cruelty of it i mean the blues fans are so passionate, so connected to that product. I've always said they don't they don't love hockey. They live for hockey. Yes. I mean, I, I would do live shots down there. You'd see the same people over and over again in the same seats that would go to every game. So it'd be particularly cruel when this franchise is, is at a good level 
to not have fans. I think their first game I heard is going to be about 400 people. So that'll essentially be just family members. And it'll be a little weird, but I'm hoping at some point they get some people in there because Blues hockey without fans just sounds wrong. It does. Maybe they can squeeze some first responders in there, you know, nurses yep. or something. Maybe they can do that. And then the family and friends, that would be a nice touch too. Maybe. Who knows? That would yeah. be really no, cool. I, I just saw yesterday where the, the, the Packers are going to do something similar to that. They're going to have some fans, and I think they're season ticket holders slash first responders. So I think at least they're going to try and prioritize some of those folks. Awesome. Hey, Marty, thanks. Thanks for everything, buddy, and have a great weekend. Happy New Year to you, and uh, thanks for the uh, association. It's been great. Hey, Dan, I'll see you on the uh, – it sounds like I'll see you on TV Sunday night. Uh, that's Rick Smith. I enjoyed that <laughs> podcast, by the way. That was great. What a character. All right, Dan, talk to you soon. All right, buddy. That's Martin Kilcoin of Fox Channel 2. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. You know, the fact that he was playing in Cleveland was probably holding him back from kind of realizing his full potential as a face of baseball. And so for baseball, I think Major League Baseball as like a as business is probably very happy about Francisco Lindor moving to the New York Mets. Now, if you're a Cleveland Indians fan today, I'm probably serious. I mean, at the end of the day, you're trading a guy who's a generational type talent at the shortstop position uh, for prospects who you hope maybe turn out to be a thir- uh, three quarters of the player that Francisco Lindor is. And for me, this is just kind of a disturbing, you know, sad trend uh, for fans over the last couple of years. That's June Lee, and he was talking about covering Francisco Lindor, covering the Mets, and what this trade means for Major League Baseball, what it means for the Indians, what it means for the Mets, and what it means for the Mets' reputation now. You know, the Mets have been looking for someone that has been will- that has been lo- that has been willing to pay money to make the Mets as great as they hope the Mets could be, given that it is such a big market and given the, the passion of that fan base. You know, I've talked to a lot of my Mets fan friends who are just we're so ecstatic about the fact that someone who is as enthusiastic about the Mets as Steve Cohen uh, has come in to run that organization. So it's kind of hard to understand just kind of the paradigm and reputation shift that I think is happening around the Mets organization. I mean, because Steve Cohen has come in and taken that team from the Wilpons and is and starting to change the reputation around that team. So... This is going to be a massive, massive shift. I think we don't, we're only starting to see the beginnings of in terms of the cultural effect that's having on the sport. But the Mets are a legit player now in kind of these huge free agent signings. And I think we're going to see kind of a reputational shift happen around that organization. I think so. Uh, there's no doubt. If, if the current structure continues in baseball, the Mets are major players. There's, I don't think any doubt about that. With his deep pockets, they're going to spend money, and they become a major player in that city with the Yankees, and they've been second fiddle to the Yankees for a long time, which begs the question, should it be that way? So if you wake up this morning and you're a Cleveland Indians fan, that's not good for baseball. Um, There's the have and the have-nots. And if you're watching what's going on right now in the NBA, the NHL, and the NFL, the players are partners with the owners. That's a good thing. You wake up and you're a fan of those teams. You realize that you have a shot to win. Now, it's incumbent on those that run those franchises to make the right moves, but you have a chance because there's a cap. You don't have that in baseball. Now, you have a a situation where you get taxed if you go over it in baseball, but teams can go over that. They pay that tax, but some teams are willing to do that. Some teams will stay under it. Uh, Most teams are not going over it, but 
there are teams that are saying, no way, I'm not going to spend that kind of money. I'm not going to worry about that. And this is uh, news this morning that uh, catches your attention. ESPN, Major League Baseball are in discussions. I mentioned this on the crossover, and this is what I was saying earlier. They're in discussions on a seven-year, $550 million deal, a year deal, media rights deal. The Athletic reported today that both uh, shorter and cheaper than the company's expiring eight-year, $700 million deal uh, contract to broadcast the games. So it's a reduction in years and rights fees. And it's in sharp contrast to Major League Baseball's other media rights with Fox and Turner Sports. They have eight-year contracts worth around 40% more than the current agreements. Fox deal was announced November of 2018. Turner deal was in July. Catches your attention because apparently this is, the, I believe, the Monday and the Wednesday night deals that we're talking about. In my opinion, you got to do something to make it more entertaining. And that's, I think, what ESPN is saying here, is that the ratings show that, that we're not getting the return on our investment, potentially. You, would you agree with that, Tanner? I, I would. You're I'm, a younger fan. I, you, what do you want to see out of the games? I, I want to see I want to see pace of play pick up. I want to see more action in the game. I, we talk about it all the time. I don't like seeing just the strikeout, the walk. The home run is exciting. But someone's got to get on base. I'm tired of just seeing the solo shot. I, Dan, I work here, here in St. Louis, a baseball market, and I barely could watch the Cardinals in the playoffs. The playoffs. I sat down and watched a one-hour episode show with the Cardinals game on to my side, and I'd missed two innings. Mm-hmm. That's that's a. I do that in a basketball or a hockey game. I miss a period. I miss a quarter. In baseball, I miss not even a third of the game. Uh, Sad news, by the way, this just coming out. Tommy Lasorda, uh, the son of Italian immigrants, professional pitcher, became a legendary Dodgers manager, global baseball ambassador, national treasure, has died. He was 93. So sad news just coming across. Commissioner Rob Manfred issued the following statement, quote, Tommy Lasorda was one of the finest managers our game has ever known. He loved life as a Dodger. His career began as a pitcher in 1949, but he is, of course, best known as the manager of two World Series champions, four pennant winning clubs. His passion, success, charisma, sense of humor turned him into an international celebrity, a stature that he used to grow our sport. Tommy welcomed Dodger players from Mexico, the Dominican Republic, Japan, South Korea, and elsewhere, making baseball a stronger, more diverse, and better game. He served Major League Baseball as the global ambassador for the first two editions of the World Baseball Classic, managed Team USA to gold in 2000, the Olympics in Sydney. Tommy loved family, the United States, the national uh, pastime, and the Dodgers, and he made them all proud during a memorable baseball life. Uh, Tommy Lasorda dead at the age of 93. Sad news. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll cross it over next with uh, Alex and BK. That's next on 101 ESPN. More of what you want to hear. Scoops with Danny Mac in podcast form on 101 ESPN. We're saying thanks to St. Louis area education employees with Hubbard Radio's Deserving Deliveries. Today's Deserving Deliveries put together by 101 ESPN, Hubbard Radio St. Louis, and Scott Credit Union. 100 lunches are being delivered today to 
Staff at Mercy Coworker Children's Center South and Ballas by Super Smokers Barbecue. Where is our next deserving delivery headed to next Friday? You can nominate your favorite uh, school staff now at 101ESPN.com. Thank you again to all the area educators and staff working hard during these extraordinary times. Alex Ferrario is in, and we've got uh, your show coming up next. What's coming up? We've got a lot of stuff coming up, Danny. Uh, Of course, we're going to talk more about this Francisco Lindor scenario and kind of how it changes the entire National League And I think it's an interesting topic because, you know, BK and I are going to get into it. But for so long, you know, the Cardinals were at the top of that pinnacle in the National League. And now you got five teams that are pining for that. You know, it was the Dodgers and then everyone else. But now it seems it's the Dodgers. It's the Padres. It's the Mets. I'd even throw the Braves in that conversation. And then it's everyone else. Yeah, it's uh, nobody in the NL Central at this point. Right. Yeah, at least it wasn't in the NL Central. I think it's going to be interesting if they if we get. I've been thinking a lot about this. Let's just say for argument's sake that the season doesn't get going on time. And if there's a condensed schedule and if you're playing more in your division again, which, you know, could happen. I don't think it will. But those those teams out west and the teams in the east beat up on each other and you're left in the central. You know, again, the Cardinals with their pitching have a shot. And and that's the one of the ways that you have to look at it. Um, But, man, that East is loaded, depending on what Washington does. But you have Atlanta. Who knows if they sign Marcelo Zuna? Clearly the Mets, especially if they get Springer. And then you look out West, the Dodgers and the Padres are loaded. Uh, The East, the West, it's going to come out of those two divisions are going to be really, really good. It's a great point, too, because if you have those guys beating up on each other for, you know, somewhere between 60 and 162 games, I'm expecting closer to the 162. That's going to uh, that's going to lessen that uh, that shield of invincibility that you feel like these West and East teams have in the National League. Blues are back on the ice today. Yeah, they are. They're practicing over at uh, Centene. So kind of how this goes is they'll practice today. They'll practice tomorrow. Sunday, they're going to have a another scrimmage which will be at enterprise unfortunately that's close to the public but we'll keep you posted of that kind of how the weekend goes i would imagine they don't have the schedule out yet dan but i would imagine they'll do a practice on monday probably wheels up tuesday and then colorado on wednesday looking forward to the show tanner great job we'll talk to you on monday on 101 espn you've been listening to scoops with danny mack the podcast powered by i promise peloton let's go this holiday with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.